Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you are tuning in, uh, thank you so much. Uh, you might be wondering where John and I have been. John and I were just both incredibly busy in our own personal lives. I had a baby. Um, John uh, had a lot going on with his career. We're going to talk about it uh, on, a, on the upcoming shows. But first, from John and I, I just wanted to say thank you for tuning in. You are, in fact, the reason why we wanted to get back into it. We are committed to coming back to you this year uh, with fresh new content, fresh new shows. Uh, John and I are committed to coming back, and we hope you, you have stuck with us. Um, and for those of you who are new on this journey, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, without further ado, roll the intro. been a while man um so much has gone on dude it's a new year and we reconnected the other day and dude we, we have to do it let's just for good for you know what new year new you absolutely man it's just uh, no. so great to be back Honestly. it's it's good to be back i think we needed this uh i haven't had an outlet for my uh, ridiculousness i have to uh, maintain a professional composure on a daily basis so right. uh, mm-hmm. this is gonna be great All right we're gonna make a concerted effort to have more of a conversation this this season but it's gonna be great and we're so excited if you're back with us thank you i mean thank you yes I mean, just, uh, stick through, just stick through that that was that must have been not great <laughs> no I, I couldn't imagine. No. If anyone like, is still sticking through, Josh, I'd yeah. be damn surprised. So thank you. Yeah, honestly, thank you for being here. Um, what's been going on, man, other than World War Three? World War Three is going down, but since we're closing out this decade, all of a sudden everyone's getting decade on me. It's like, oh, this decade, and everyone's so retro. I think that's being a little overused, no? Well, we have closed out the decade. Uh, like what does that not. mean? <laughs> so what? Well, what, what has changed? Oh, it's the decade's over. Well, nothing's changed. That's people are going to look back on this decade, though, and be like, "What a weird time that was." You know, I'm I'm glad you started here because I've I I thought about this. If I asked you to describe the decade in two sentences, what would you say? Two sent like in two sentences. sentences two I don't even know. I I I haven't had the time to reflect actually like that. I, I'd say this decade has been. It, it's almost like a teenager growing up. You know how like you're a teenager, like there's an age between like 15 and 17 where you are a teenager, but you, you aren't like actually, you know, developed enough cerebral cortex wise to like make decisions. You feel like that's where we are as a country in this last decade? I feel like we're getting to the point where we realize like, dude, we have no idea what we're doing. That's where, that's where I think we are. I think the last decade, if you look at how it progressed, right? It, the decade started with just technology on a different scale booming, right? I mean, sure. the iPhone, think about it. The iPhone was only introduced in 2007. That's true. That's pretty wild. Are think we getting old? It. I think we're getting old. Getting old. So think about 2010. Dude, I don't know what iPhone we were on, but I, I guarantee you it does not. It, it's like the iPhone 3. Dude, I two. had the Gen 1 in high school senior year. I was the fucking coolest cat. You, Mr. Android? I had, Gen 1 I was iPhone? an early adopter Gen 1, bro. What caused you to kick, kick the ship? I don't even uh, think that's an expression. If you're listening out there, it just <laughs> caused me to kick the ship. You know it what I'm makes saying? No sense what I just said. <laughs> kick the bucket and jump the ship. I think. Jump the ship. Yeah. Combine both of those. There you go. What made you jump ship? Uh, I was a lot early into the early jailbreaking, like the Cydia's and all that stuff. And then, uh, I felt like it became too restrictive and I had to find all kinds of new ways to con uh, my way into jailbreaking to do things that I wanted to do. So I switched to Android. Right. So that brings me to my next point. Think about Android, right, dude? I was an early Android adopter. I had the Evo 4G. No way. We yeah, a little role reversal there. Yeah, I had the HTC One. I had the Nexus. I got on the Nexus early, dude. I was all about Android. I remember Android Butter. Like I remember all of Sexist. it. Sexist. Nobody calls it that. I'm too loud. Um, oh, so by the way, if you're listening, um, 
There is a baby in the next room, so if the show abruptly ends, that is why. And it is not mine. <laughs> no, it is mine. It is uh, Josh's. Congratulations. That's what happened this you. decade. Yeah, that's that's what happened this decade. That's Close how it, it out with a bang, literally. Something like that. Anyway, what I was saying was, if you think about Android, right? Mm. Android didn't really take off till 2010, 2011. Um, I think when... Well, what was it was it, what, slow adopt. It was like this like hipster thing. I right. Mean, I mean, it's popular now, but it's still like, a, oh, what are you, a peasant? You don't have an iPhone? It's like, do I have to explain how much more superior my technological device is right now? But I'm not going to say that. What year did Google buy Android? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Let's find out. If I were 16 right now, I could tell you I'd be able to tell you that. 2005. 2005. 2005. So think about it. In 2005, they bought Android. I don't know when, when the first Android phone was introduced, but it had to be post-2007, pre-2010, right? Maybe. I don't know. Let's see. First, we need like you know, a Jamie. You know what actually what phone I had back in the day? Do you remember the Blackjack? Yeah, dude. Blackjack was a hit. The Blackjack. That's Sep- September that's- 23rd, 2008. So anyway... Uh, Back to this this whole decade thing before we discuss impending World War Three because there's something I want to I want to share with you that I think you'd find really interesting. Um, I think the early 2000s yeah. it was just torrid, right? I mean, we went social media just really really took the next step. Um, companies really started to adapt it, to the digital landscape, right? Think about Amazon, Google. 2010 was growth stage, right? Like you know how you have that log scale for bacterium. Sure. Right. Do you, do you feel that the uh, in reflecting of the nature of social media and the internet, because uh, inevitably that's a repeating theme for us. Yeah. Do you feel that the internet collectively began to form like a, a, a voice of social acceptable norms? I mean, there's still crazy weird shit on the internet, but you really have to do some digging. Early on, it was just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. What do you mean? You mean just the loudness, like just the ubiquitous nature of the Internet? I don't know. I am just. It, what, what do you mean? I feel it? like there are certain things, for example, uh, gay rights okay. on the Internet now. It's like it's it's seen as pretty taboo as uh, using uh, derogatory terms or calling someone a homosexual or right. questioning their homosexuality. Right. But in the early 2000s. I don't know. I felt like the Internet had a different voice against that. I see. So you mean has wokeness increased, essentially? I think so. So I I think what happened is the fringes got bigger. I think that the voice is wider, right? And wider, right? They they began to, like, separate themselves. I could see that. Yeah, Yeah, there's more more resonance. And this is Joe Rogan's theory. This is what he talks about. So I don't want to take credit for it. Oh, I I have no idea. His theory is this, essentially. And there's a lot of truth to this, I think. But Joe's theory is essentially that we're not living in a bad, crazy, you know, out of control time. All it is is that what's really loud are the people on the fringes. The far oh, for right, sure. Far. And for that's, sure. that's what's dominating that narrative. But on the whole, most of us are pretty normal. And I happen to agree with that. I think so. I think so. Because there are people that I work with on a daily basis that share different political opinions, different economic opinions, different whatever opinions, different religious opinions. At the end of the day, we're just trying to make it through. You know, I don't know. It's I, I get along with them. Uh, yeah, that's that. That's the thing. That's why. That's why he, he has a point. But think about the crazies, though. You don't need that many crazies to make the whole lot go crazy. No, it, it's like uh, everyone has a microphone, right? Didn't we say that? And literally, we're we're one of those people too. Right, but think about the fact that. Anyway, l- let's go back to the to the greater point. Um, I think to answer your question, the wokeness, like what happened with us getting woke, was because everyone's voice got louder. Because you're always on display, and so right. you always have to sort of right. How many how many things that were in the dark were brought to the light? All these sexual abuse scandals, right? Everyone's getting a voice now. Uh, all this like corruption. How often do we hear about somebody like going down for corruption? Volkswagen getting busted. I mean, different CEOs getting busted. Every, it, the, it's harder to hide things, you know. But is that just recency bias? I mean, is are, are we just calling this to mind because it's it's what what's happening now? I mean, there must have been scandals in the 90s and the 2000s, no? 
Maybe, and possibly. But I don't like, know. I feel like it feels like the pace, the pace of people like getting outed, you know, and, and right. people getting like caught. Right. I don't know. I feel the like gotchas. it's much higher. Yeah. The gotchas. Yeah. yeah. The gotcha is definitely, definitely stems from wokeness. I mean, that goes without saying, mm. but, but that was when back when woke trapdoor Matt Lauer. Yeah. But dude, that was, back when, but that was back when my point is this, that was back when wokeness sort of was pretty normal. Like we, they were saying stop raping women and most, and all of us were like, yeah, we should stop raping women. Like, you know what I mean? Then it got to the, before it got crazy, it was normal, is my point. Like, let's not forget that. Say that again? Sorry, my attention span. Yeah. Um, no, let's, let, let, let's move on. But do you think that people are more entitled? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because so, everyone thinks they know something more than the next person. Right. So that's what I think it, that's what I think happens. I think that people are more entitled, and I think that the wokeness elevator just had to go up because you have to go somewhere from let's stop trapping women in office offices and forcing them to do sexual acts. Right. Sure. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. we had, we had to go it's pretty low. We can right. only go up from there. Right. I mean, right. That was my point. <laughs> when that happened, we were all like, yeah, dude, that's messed up. Like that's not woke. That's just normal. We should be normal. Right. Yeah. It, fair, fair. Right. And then it got to the point where, I don't know. You have to pronounce your pronouns and we like, I don't know. I mean, things just got crazy. I don't know. I call everyone man. I'm like, thanks man. It's a woman. I'm like, Oh, whoops. Sorry. I don't know anymore. I don't know if that's good or bad anymore. I think, uh, people at the end of the day, the vast majority of them just look at, as uh, you said, the Joe Rogan series, they look at the person as a whole and, right. and, and try to gauge their intent. Uh, you I know. guess, so I guess if I had to look back at the last decade, I, I would look at like I don't know about the world because the truth is I'm not worldly. I, I'd like to read about the world, but I don't worldly know. Worldly man, I I have no idea what's going I, on. I wish I had time to be worldly. Right. I have. You know, we're both idiots. I mean, I'm a textile salesman. You're a doctor. Like we're far from you know Model UN over here. Like I get that. Model UN. Oh my god. <laughs> you know I was mean? Model UN in high school for you. I I, I skipped out of that. I, like, I skipped out of that. Yeah, I, I could I, uh, take it seriously. We have audiences, and I had a couple friends that were in it. Yeah. So I uh, kind of just listened in, and yeah. at the time I was like, "This is ridiculous. These guys are so serious." Yeah. Um, like, I just didn't understand how you could be in a classroom and pretend like you're in the United Nations. It just never made sense to me. <laughs> like the concept made no sense. Like you, you know what made sense to me? Like basketball team. That made sense to me. That made sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like pretend you're the. I don't know. Right, chess team. That makes sense. You like playing chess. Yeah, there's an objective, right? right? There's I, mind. I, there's so much mind fuckery going on. Right. Like, with fine. the right with the UN, and you're reading your stupid notes, like you don't actually even know what's going on. You're, they've just prepped you, so you're trying to like, you know, jam your way into Zimbabwe. It's just <laughs> wasn't my deal. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I never understood it. Never understood it. Yeah. What was I saying, dude? I don't know. I, I'm going to be kind of crass, but how about folks that were really into student government? I thought that was worse. You I think so? That, I think that was worse because... Uh, I mean, let's be serious. You have no fucking say what the institution's going to do. You're in third grade or some uh, shit. You know, you're in junior high. So what is the what is the point of it then? Like, let's... let's Now as adults, let's look back sure. and reflect. What was the point? Why do they do it? I think... Uh, I think... Listen to me. I uh, First of all, can't speak English well. <laughs> we're, sh- we're shaking off the rust, guys. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, no, I, I think it was it was priming folks to understand. It was like a crash course in course. I really cannot speak. A crash course in civics. Uh, and additionally, it allowed students to entertain the thought of potentially being a future politician. But what were they politicizing? Whatever their platform was, they were campaigning with their peers to say, you know what, we need to have better lunches and you know what, the toilet paper needs to be two ply, damn it, and I'm going to make these changes for you. And and it taught everyone else that um, that doesn't matter. That's not going to happen. <laughs> That's a little cynical. But you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Okay, so I remember in high school, you're, you might laugh at this, but here's the fact. <laughs> in high school, there was a petition to put up longer dividers in the bathroom. And mind you, I went to an all-male high school. 
that was the big that was the big um, so how small are these dividers <laughs> they were how they big were, did you guys think your dicks were that they could be seen <laughs> like, i don't know man just pee bro Right, exactly. That's how I felt. Like I never thought it was a big deal, and then all of a sudden it became a platform for this guy running for whatever he was running for, and I just never understood it. Was like, he why- successful in his campaign? Yeah, I mean, I do remember that eventually we got. He knew long- what the people wanted. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a future politician right there. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, what two- is? I have a question for you, real quick. Yeah. What is the most 2019 millennial thing that you have seen? In, in one year in reflection. So I heard something, but I couldn't remember what it was. So I'm going to default to my second thing that I sure. from the past year when there was a uh, there was a movement in the NBA for the owners to stop being referred to as owners and instead governors. Ah, uh, wow. That one got me. Uh, <laughs> got me. Let's go from owner go to something way more politically oppressive yeah. at the exact same time period that you're referencing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that not ridiculous? That that might be the most ridiculous. How about you? Uh I just uh I literally this was a week before the new year. I was walking down Park Ave. I saw the most millennial 2019 thing ever. There was a guy hitting his vape. But, mind you, his vape was charging in a portable, portable battery pack. And it, I'm sorry? Where was the block? Where was the pack? What do you mean, the, the pack? The battery pack? Oh, it was on his outside in his, uh, you know how like the North Face backpacks have cup holders basically on the side or bottle holders yeah, with a drawstring? Cool. He had the battery pack in there with a cable coming out charging his vape so he can vape on the go and have backup juice literally <laughs> isn't that the most ingenious I, I don't vape but I was like wow that is dedication to the game right there is ingenious the adjective you'd use I don't know ingenious I, I don't like know about camelback for vapors he's just charging it while he's I, I, I was mind blown by that I was like holy smokes literally this right. guy's dedicated to the game right here. Right. He's but charging it, his vape on the go, hitting it for, uh, blew it, my mind. But why wouldn't he, right? Like all the connectors match. It's like micro right. USB to like, you know, whatever USB right. or something. Right. But I was like, wow, I've seen people, you know, charging their phones, right. charging their headphones, charging even their like portable video games, right? Right. Charging their iPads, even charging their laptops off it. Right. How, I've never seen anybody charging their vape while using it. I don't know. It's just mind blowing. Yeah. Dude, that is pretty millennial. Also, very New York City. That very doesn't, New York that City, doesn't yeah. happen in Chicago. No way. You no don't think so in Chicago? No, I don't think San Francisco, happen. I could see that happening. Yeah. Los San Angeles for sure. Yeah, there's, I mean, look, there's definitely someone in Chicago who's done it. I'm just saying per capita, way more in New York. And it wasn't like a jewel, like those little little ones that are like USB drives. It was like, like, the, big, it was like, it the, was big like the big clonker, you know? Yeah, it, it, it has like, like the little smokestack thing on the top, and it's see-through. The LED. The LED. Yeah, there's an <laughs> LED going on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so let's transition from the last decade to the impending war in Holy the next smokes. decade. Yeah, man. What do you think? So, okay, I just let me set the stage for you, and then I want your thoughts. But listen... I honestly set out over the last day or two because I am Iranian and I really, really actually am genuinely like curious. I thought this would be a perfect topic to research the both, both sides, what the right is saying and what the left is Get saying. It. Run with it. Because, because this would really be the ultimate thing that should be nonpartisan. Like I would think that this is the moment where I could figure out, you know, what both sides is saying, maybe with some logic, right? Because this shouldn't be sure. political. Sure. And right. This is for the betterment of the country. We're not talking about war, man. We're not talking about freaking war. Like it's our kids that go to war. Like all of us. That's true. <laughs> okay. This is war. Like anyway. So I'll yeah, share with you. I'll share with you what I found. But that's that's what I. I'm to not uh, by any means a pacifist. I think war has its place uh, in in uh, and this by no means. Oh, he's pro-war. Yeah. But no, I I uh, I think it has its place. 
in the sort of social hierarchy that primates do, and we are not far extended from that. So I understand it, and I think it has a place for like just war and just war theory. Kind of look into that, but um, you got to be damn sure it's for your cause because you are sending a generation out, and when they come back, it's it's not going to be the same. And if they come back, you know, and it's just young kids, younger than us, man. We used to be that age. It's crazy, but we're just just senior enough to look back and be like, oh man. So look again, like I said, a doctor and a textile salesman, like we're far from the experts, you know, on Middle Eastern politics and all of that. Like, can we just assume one thing? If there was a war, the cause is bullshit, right? We can, we can just agree on that. I'm not exactly sure what the cause is. Let's just. Whatever they make up, whatever the narrative what, what, is. What do you think the cause is? I honestly, I don't have a good explanation as to what the cause is. I, I, I couldn't tell you, but I'm telling you that whatever the narrative. I'm sure the there's a cause. There's some shit going on. Let's start the, the year off popping, the, you know? The narrative is that the Iranians, let me, well, you know the backstory. Let me, for those of you listening, just give me like two minutes here. The backstory is this. In 2015, Obama cuts a nuclear arrangement deal specifically with Iran that stops them from developing nuclear arms in, ex- in exchange. They get a lot of money. The argument against the deal predominantly on the right, that is, is that the money is what Iran uses to fund terrorism at large in the entire region. So giving the money is effectively the same thing. So even though they're not building a bomb, everybody else is going to have a bomb because they're going to have the money to fund that. That was the two sides, right? Trump comes into office in 2017, says, dude, screw you, no deal, but I am going to levy sanctions against your country. So you're going to be crippled in poverty, and you're not getting this bomb. Screw you. You're not getting our money, and you're not getting a bomb, and you're not funding terrorism. That's Would you would you agree with that assessment? Uh, to some degree, yes. Mostly that's what happened. So in response to the fact that they, we pulled out of the deal and they're crippling and their economy is crippling, They've been, quote, acting up. They attacked our embassy. They Something happened with a ship. I don't quite remember. But they've been doing stuff. Like, we can agree on that. Sure. Okay. So Trump said, if you kill an American, I'm going to retaliate. I think one worker in, on an, a base somewhere died. So he took out Soleimani, which, you know, we're not going to we're not going to highlight who he is. If you don't know who he is, look it up. It was a big deal. Right. Yep. Okay. So that's where we are now. If this escalates into a war, a narrative will have to bubble to the surface. Whatever that narrative is, I'm just going to tell you it's it's BS. And I I think most of you listening would agree with me. Uh, Whether the war is justified or not, you can almost guarantee that every narrative is BS because every narrative has an angle. Exactly. Just like everybody wants something from you, it's no different. I mean, that's fine. You got to take it with a grain of salt. But, you know, nobody nobody ever tells you the truth. Yeah, look, we, we, we all look back and on the last war. I don't war. think some people should know the truth. You know what I'm saying? So uh, to some degree, uh, in the age we're in, I this might be kind of crazy to think, but like, if you see some of these voters that whenever you go to vote or or people, how they, they carry themselves or the, the volumes of people, mm-hmm. I mean, this is sound crass, but I think there are some people that there should be some qualification to vote. I really think so. And this is not too far away from ancient Greek democracy. Now, obviously, it shouldn't be a qualification based on race, gender, ethnicity, you know, all that. But if you're giving every idiot a voice, we have a problem. But here's the thing, man. We really can't go backwards on this issue as a society, even if we wanted to. Let's just say we let's just say we wanted to. You can't you can't do that. Because really the world, you want more people to have a voice than less. Like, would you agree with that? Like, I don't want to live in a world where some people can't speak because then the lines get blurry and then we very close to a society I don't want to be a part of. Sure. I don't, I don't agree though with censorship at the same time. Right. But from a pure numbers standpoint, you'd be remiss to say that there are varying levels of wokeness and educated all these positive qualities that we attribute to a well-functioning society and that disproportionately 
voters are catered to in ways that they might not understand that they're being catered to and then being abused to vote, basically being used for their vote. Absolutely. No, No, that's a huge problem. Like what? There was an article today. There needs to be a level of education or something to either be provided or be required. How do you do that? I don't know. I have no idea. You take like a civil test. It's the right. Something. I don't know. It just you can't because there's so many people and. And I don't know if you literally give everyone an equal voice, you might end up in shit. Like, like, for example, you're you're a parent, right? Yeah. Okay. And you end up having another kid. Okay. You end up having three kids. Okay. Okay. And if you I don't know why I would do that, but okay, okay, but fine. You end up having (laughs) three kids. Sure. All right. And then your kids are teenagers and you and your wife, obviously happy house. They say, you know what? This is a democracy, right? There's three of us, and there's only two of you. So uh, we run the house now. What are you going to say to that? You say, are you fucking nuts? I pay for this. I fed you. I clothed you and all this. Now you're going to tell me how to run the show? I'll walk I out and I'll see you? how far they last. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. So walk out and see how far they last. Do you think that that's kind of happening in America? People are just like walking out of the system. They're like, whatever, man. I don't know. I'm just working day by day. I'm not voting. Fuck this. But I, I almost feel like that's the best result. It, I feel like indifference is better than what we have now because at least the indifference allows those who care to matter. But in this case, yeah, but no so simply caring matter. Like, I, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. Look, at some point, like, you hope that democracy is going to work forever because you'd hope that people can make their own decisions for their lives. But the biggest problem is that if you look historically, we humans don't make decisions that benefit themselves in the long run. They make decisions that benefit themselves in the short run, in the short run. And that's not the way countries survive. Like you can't run a country and only think about the next four years. You can't just roll the dice at every turn. Be like big bucks. But if you think about the presidency, dude, it's four to eight years, right? By the time you get into office and you try to make something happen, you have to turn around and campaign. And if you're Trump, and I don't mean to say this disparagingly, I actually admire this about him. He's been campaigning for a year already. He has. Okay. He never really stopped campaigning. He was a big rally guy. Yeah. I mean, he's been right for all those races for governor. And, you have know, you yeah, seen uh, the molester in Alabama? You know, he's been putting oh, the molester in Alabama. That's that's hilarious. Um, have you seen some of these videos inside like Trump rallies? They interview people. It is kind of funny. So I went to a Trump rally in New York. No way. Yeah, man, before I moved. No way. It was right in front of Trump Tower. It was an accident. I was walking I was walking on 42nd. It was a pro-Trump rally in front of Trump Tower? So here's what it was. It was an anti-Trump rally on the other side of the street of a pro-Trump Oh, my God. That sounds painful. Uh, and I was walking. I was on Fifth Avenue. I was walking north. And this was on... It is obviously 59th and I was, I was, I was coming from the park, right? So I, I hit it and I'm, I'm walking all the way to 34th. So I have a long way to go and I'm, I, I realize it's blocked. So I, I realize it's a rally because I see Trump Tower. So I just stood there for about 35 minutes. Um, dude, I, I can't explain to you what it felt like because it wasn't like it was that many people. I think in total, you're talking about a hundred people on both sides, right? Right. John, the energy was nervous and tense. It was, I, it's like the air was thicker, man. Like Why? It just, what kills me? What day was this? What day of the week? Was it was it? a Saturday. Okay. It was a Saturday. So people it was a Saturday. Work. Yeah. But that's your day off, man. You really, this is, this is what you're getting riled up about. I don't but, know. Like enjoy your day off. Get a coffee, walk around the city, go to the park, walk the dog. What are you doing? I don't know. I feel like after a certain point, you're like, Whatever you're rallying and protesting for, mm-hmm. just, just be an adult. Stop complaining like a kid. Go vote. Go back somebody that's going to actually give some money to somebody and go do it. But so I many. I feel people... like sitting there with a sign. You're like, what are you accomplishing? You're just you're inconveniencing the rest of the world. But so many people like this is their this is their lifeblood. Like this is what they do, man. Like you can like, rally for whatever their causes. Like, roll out, make the they, signs. They open Facebook and they, they, 
they get angry, right? They fall into this vortex and they leave a comment and another person leaves a comment. And they, they make a meme. Somebody like, they just get trolled. They just, they just get, get baited and trolled. Day. Then they go day. to their office. They go to and their then they job. And they go and, and bait and troll people. And yeah, then that's all it is. Yeah, man. Then they go to their job they hate. They come home angry. It's an outlet for people. That's an out, it's an outlet. That's probably what it is. Like psychiatrically, like you and I go to sports ball, like fucking go to a game. Remember we used to go to Mets games with Joe? Shout out to yeah. Joe. This Shout was so much Joe. fun. We gotta get Joe back on the show. Um, you know, but, and that'd be our outlet. We'd have a few beers, we'd cheer, hurrah, high fives all around. Great time. Maybe their outlet is make a sign with, you know, right. get the, and right. pitch and moan at people. So, uh, it goes back to your question, but I want to talk about the the impending war because I read something that I, I really want you to listen to. Okay. So I, I set out to um, understand both sides. Sure. And I started with the left because I, I do subscribe to the Times. Actually, because of our NYU thing, I still pay four bucks a month, so I'm just never going to get rid of it. The good old Bobcat? Yeah, man. The other Bobcat system, I signed up with my NYU account, so like now I just have it, and I don't know. They, ne- they never asked me if, I, if I'm no longer a student, so I just you pay four bucks hilarious? a month. I'm still at this institution and, uh, I have no access to any of that. <laughs> no, you just signed up using your NYU account. I did. And my NYU account, you remember like the library services stuff? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Mine? Nope. Doesn't work. It's like you have, you don't have those privileges. Wow. That's crazy. I was like, hmm, that's strange. That's crazy. Um, so I set out to sort of understand both sides. Um, but I, I want to, I want to point out something that I, this, this guy who writes for the Times, um, who's Iranian also, um, he, he tweeted something that I, I want to read to you. He says, what makes me nervous is illustrated in the Wall Street Journal story. The Iranian government has always operated on its own timeline. If you think Iran loving missiles over the border is the kind of revenge they ultimately have in mind, you're wrong. So he's making the case that when Iran exacts revenge, it's not the next day where they miss, you know, casualties, right? He's saying that they're playing the long game. You, you see, you see what he's saying? Well, yes, of course. Their whole, the whole new existence of that country following the revolution is the long con. Exactly. So let me give you one prime example. It's a couple paragraphs, but hear me out on this. This is sure. super interesting. In January 2012, assassins killed a nuclear chemist in Tehran the fourth such Iranian scientist to be slain in two years. Yes, Israel, I remember hearing about that. Remember yep. this? Israel, my Israel, was widely believed to be behind the killings, although it has never confirmed its involvement and doesn't generally comment publicly on such operations. After the killing of the nuclear scientist, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, Iran's supreme leader, promised to punish the perpetrators of these crimes, with Iranian media suggesting Iran could strike officials and military commanders in Israel. In Congress that month, then-Director of National Intelligence James Clapper warned that Iran increasingly was willing to strike on American soil. When the expected retaliation finally came in February 12, it didn't hit any of the countries where U.S. and Israeli officials had most anticipated. Instead, bomb attacks targeted Israeli diplomats in Georgia, India, Thailand, wounding nine across thousands of miles within 24 hours. Later that year, another bomb killed five Israeli tourists on a bus trip through Bulgaria. In each case, Iran denied involvement. Israeli officials have said they thwarted other possible retaliatory attacks. Yeah, it's the long con, obviously. Isn't that crazy, though? Wow. Do you think about that? Like, they came out and they're like, all right, Israel, you're, you know, we hate you. This is what you did to us. And then they come out, you know, a year later and they hit them in three different countries. It's the long con, man. It's, that's, you know what, that's going to be, I think, the future of, of war. It's going to be these little small skirmishes, special ops things, hit and run things, kill, kill this official. So you don't think we're heading to World War Three, as Twitter would have, have you believe? I don't think so. Uh, it's 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 going to end up in mutual destruction if it gets escalated that high. And I hope that cooler heads will prevail uh, when they realize it's like we're going to delete each other and subsequently the rest of the world forever. It's it, there is no. I don't think anyone wants it to go that way. Here's what I don't really understand. Can't we just wipe Iran off the map? Like, aren't we that powerful? Like, l- let me just... The vote. amount of nuclear oh. armaments we have? Yes, yes. 
Absolutely. We Let's could just blow up the world, literally. Blow like up the, the world, right? If you look at the scaling up of nuclear armaments over the last, let's say, 50 years, it is unbelievable. Right. Like mind blown. Like literally could blow up the planet. Right. And let's assume the rest of the planet has what they have and it would, obviously Iran wouldn't survive, right? Like maybe neither would we, but Iran definitely not. Okay. For sure. But then that doesn't prevent somebody from launching nukes at us. So think of it this way. And here's my, here's what I don't really understand. To your point, if Iran, and I'm looking at a globe right now and I'm looking at like the chessboard as it were, if Iran tomorrow says, we don't want to go to war because we can't go to war, right? What, what are they really doing right now? Meaning they're not playing the game we're playing, right? Trump is like beating his chest, taking out the war guy, you know, the, the criminal, the, no, war guy, the, the war you know, guy, the ter- <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> the ter- war guy, <laughs> taking out this, you know, leader of, of leader of terrorists, you know, of the entire region. Who says Iran doesn't want him dead? Yeah, man. Who says Iran doesn't want him dead? Because I have family in Iran, man. The thing that they wanted more than anything is regime change. And that's that's no longer the narrative. Who's to say it wasn't them? Who's to say they weren't in on it? Oh, you're saying it's a morale booster? Not a morale booster, but what, what do both sides need? Khomeini and Trump both need a narrative change and both got it. So this is just a long con between them and their boys? No, I think that it's a win for Trump because we no longer talk about impeachment and the fact that. Oh, for sure. Okay. That's for a win. Sure. That's it's a narrative a, changer for sure. Okay. It's a win for Khomeini because now people aren't rioting in the streets about burning journalists at the stake. It's now about a war and America being the perpetrator. They, they the rallying were rallying cause. Right. It's think just about, like Hitler, man. The rallying about, cause. Think about their move. Their their retaliatory right. move was hit a rocket and not hurt anybody, right? Big deal. Iran Iran is, is not playing the silly game where Trump is like, oh, they're standing down. We're the big boys on the block. Iran doesn't give a shit, man. They're thinking about 20 and 30 and 40 years, and Trump is thinking about November. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, they, because that guy doesn't have to worry about getting reelected. Let's no, be serious. He's not going anywhere. Dude's but that's, there until he dies. But that's what I don't understand. I, I don't get how America is going to stay on top with continuous leaders who come in with short-term viewpoints. But that's what it is. Yeah. On, on its most basic level, I don't understand it. Like, I don't know how we got this far. Through the best damn country, baby. Woo! USA. I mean, we're pretty awesome. We are but, pretty awesome if it's but, all by chance. We're, we're the gambling country. We're just like, roll the dice every four years. Let's go. I, no, listen, I, I don't mean to take away from how much I, I love this country. It is a terrific place to live. I just, don't you think that maybe that system is a little weird? Like, the fact that one guy can push a button and kill, you know, Soleimani like that? I don't know, man. I, I just, can one guy think- really be capable of, of those decisions? One man, dude. It's Do you one really dude. think it was him? Absolutely. Absolutely. I really don't think so. I feel like there are some special operations dudes that were super high up. They're like, yo, this asset, we've been tracking him for the last, like, 40 wait, years. Wait, what you mean the do? shadow government? No, I'm not saying shadow government. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like... The deep state? What are we talking? Are you on tinfoil hat on me? What, what's going on right no, now? I'm not saying anything along <laughs> those lines. I'm saying the military has certain assets and targets that are high on kill lists. And then they're like, all right, this guy, we have the opportunity. We have the window. Yeah, that happened. And yeah. then it happens. And then Trump's like, we fucking did it, boys. Let's go. Rogan. Someone was on Rogan. And like, said, uh, whatchamacallit? With uh, Obama and bin Laden? Yeah. It wasn't like Obama was sitting there plotting and scheming. How to get Bin Laden. It was the military at work, man. They were getting reconned. Like, yo, we have Bin Laden. We got him locked down. He's in this facility. We've been watching the place for, you know, months on end. Right. When Obama was working on Obamacare. Not saying yeah. that, you know, whatever, but let's be, let's be serious. You know, that, that's one thing that irked me was like, Obama can kill Bin Laden. Just like Trump killed Soleimani. It's like, not really. I mean, he's the face of the force that did it, but. I'm sure there was careful, strategic planning, people, you know, up hours just 
making moves, crunching data, intercepting calls, you know, tracking people. It's not like it just like, all right, delete. So I definitely think that our intelligence apparatus, is it apparati? Apparatuses? Apparatuses. We talk about such high level things and we don't even know what the plural is of apparatus. We're we're idiots. Don't listen to it. Who knows? Look, I, I definitely think that the intelligence community did their job. I th- someone on Rogan said that he has it on good account. What happened was there was four people in a room, you know, the defense secretary, the DNI, whatever, like right. four people. Yeah, yeah. all those high-ranking officials. Yeah, they they gave Trump a presentation, like a literal PowerPoint presentation of like what they know and and what might happen and what their options are. And the last option was take him out. And he was like, "Yep, yeah, do it," and that was it. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but anyway. I just don't. And why would he say no? Think about it. He's he's on the verge of impeachment, right? He needs something to boost the morale of the country, as you said. What was really really funny is that the the internet dug up tweets from like 2011. Yeah, it was Obama. like Obama's going to war with Iran. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good, dude. That was hilarious. The good people of the internet was not going to let the that internet win. always wins. Yeah, the internet's the best. Yeah, man. So that was the deal. Um, so you don't think you, you think the future of war is like, you know, uh, drones going in yeah, like cyber attack. drones, cyber attack, right. Crippling, uh, like, uh, electronic infrastructures, things like that. So what happens to Iran? How do, how do they achieve their goal of destroying Israel and America? Like what's their, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to play the same con. They're going to invest in their scientists, right? And then we're going to take out scientists and they're, they're going to take out politicians or whatever, or yeah. quote unquote tourists. And then we're going to, you know, and then we're going to take out this chess piece and then that chess piece and then uh, this chess piece and we're going to move this and that. And it's going to be small little things. But dude, like when you look at the world, like are you just like about- uh, Saudi Arabia or whoever was like, we're going to take out uh, the journalists done. Okay. That piece is out. And then, you know, it's like, that's, that's all it is. It's going to be high value targets. Dude. I think I don't know. I have no military experience whatsoever. Uh, I don't know anything, but I think that's that's going to be the nature of uh, how war is going to be done. Dude, speaking of high value targets, did you see the 60 minutes on Jeffrey Epstein? I did not. Oh, John, dude, I've been meaning to see it because oh, I got a uh, I'm going to give you the recap. I got I have, a are you going to spoil it for me? No, I'm going to give you the, okay. I'm, I'm going to give you the facts. Because I got a notification on my phone like as a news story was like 60 minutes like. Long thing. I was like, oh, I gotta see this. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the recap in the New York Magazine because they do it. You know what I did? I did see the clips of uh, the interview of that nutty professor, uh, medical examiner guy. He's not nutty, dude. He's 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 really well well received. Uh, yes. He's a serious guy. He's a serious guy. I just wish he spoke. It would help his cause if he smoke, spoke just a tad more professionally. But he's not, he, dude. He's all. He's he's a he's a he's a cadaver nerd. Like this is what he does. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> like, but Josh, his his this his, man deals um, with dead people. He, he his, didn't do his it confidence of his in head and neck anatomy. He didn't necessarily exude confidence in head and neck anatomy. Uh, which yeah, at least for me, which my life is head and neck anatomy. Um, yeah. it was a little. Eh, Fair enough. But you know what he's really I would hope the medical examiner has a little bit more knowledge uh, of the area. Maybe that's me being like, ah, academic nerd flex, whatever. But I was like, oh, uh, okay, yes, hyoid bone, yep. (laughs) Okay. Uh, okay. You know know what he's really good at is looking at dead bodies and figuring out what the hell happened. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. That's what we came to. Medical examiner office in Manhattan, not too far away from where I work. That's pretty crazy. Um, So listen, before I give you. why. There's so many black SUVs outside. Now makes sense. There you go. Um, before I give you the rundown, because I do want to give you the rundown, dude, the fact that this happened, man, isn't that crazy? Like the fact that they try to pull this in in broad daylight, as it were, isn't it nuts? Like, oh, you know, oh, oh, you know, uh, you know, the uh, cameras just went out, and you know, the guards happened to not be there, and you know. He's fine. You know, we killed him. I mean, you know. I think um, more people talked than they expected. Whoever the big day is. Dude. Because the barrier, right? Because everyone has a voice now. So with everyone having a voice, they can gain some kind of protection, makes them less vulnerable. And whoever they is, whatever, they, uh, 
Dude, you don't think it's somebody's just the fact that this happened, the fact that they clearly killed this guy and they're calling it a suicide. Like, it's high value targets, right? It's that's the nature of war now. Forget about war. Like this happened. Like our, I, I can't put into words how crazy the fact that it's clear that he didn't hang himself and someone obviously wants him dead and it's just not. It writes like a drama. It's just crazy that we would do that. It's just crazy that in 2020 that would go on. Who's we? Who's we? Who's that we would do that? This country. You think so? Yes, dude. Dude, Okay. Oh oh my God, dude. Are you serious? You think he, you think he hung himself? No. Okay. So why do you, why, why would you, what what is your theory? Like, what do you think? I don't have a theory. I just have snippets of data that push me. More so to one camp or the other, and I'm right in the middle. I don't know. Dude, it's it's pretty clear he was running an underage sex ring. Oh, it's, that's for sure. It's pretty clear Clinton was on that plane 26 times. It's it's pretty clear that he never spent a day on Wall Street. No one ever traded with him, yet somehow he was a banker. I mean, it's pretty clear there was an island. I mean, it, there's pr- it's pretty clear that... Someone would want him dead, and the fact is, is that that someone is framing it as a suicide when it's clearly not. It's it's just it's it's really really sticky, man. And anyone with a quarter of a brain would look at this and be like, yeah, they totally killed this guy. Someone killed this guy, and someone is saying that they didn't kill this guy. Like that's crazy to me. But anyway, um, it's proxy wars, man. But this isn't a proxy war thing. It's this not. Is, but it's not any different. The only thing that makes it different is that it's a person against probably some another person or group of people. It's still a form of quote unquote like little high value target warfare. So they found the noose, and it basically photos of the noose taken in as evidence, and presumably thought to be responsible for killing Epstein, showing both ends of the noose folded and him not cut. They said that they cut it. They said that they found him. You know, they found him. They found him hung and they cut him down. So my question is someone that went to the distance of wanting to knock him out, right? You don't think that they would put their research in and know that? But that's if what I'm that, saying. If it's so that, obvious. That's so they want to send the message is what you're saying. No, I'm saying they don't give a shit because they know they're going to get away with it. I'm oh, saying, yeah, sure. I'm saying that they're sloppy because it doesn't matter. They just wanted this guy dead. You're going to sit here on your stupid little podcast and talk about how, you know, obviously someone killed him. So what? You don't know who the hell did it and you'll never, you'll never get us. Yeah. That's, that's fair. All right. But then at the end of the day, it's made so that we don't care, right? He's a pedophile. Good, good thing. You know, there's that, that angle. But they're not even playing that angle, man. They're just saying nothing to see That's here. That's the angle I'm playing. I'm like, all right, whatever. Uh, aren't you super curious as to what the hell happened? It's interesting. By the way, this is a Turkey Hill free session. I just I went in the proverbial beak. It's not Turkey Hill. Turkey Hill. They haven't uh, come forward yet. And they haven't and come forward yet. Maybe this is the year. <laughs> to be fair, we haven't recorded a podcast in seven fair. months, but, but like, yeah, they were really plugging us. Maybe we should send them an email. Oh, they stopped doing what they were doing. <laughs> right. Dude, I, I looked at our last episode from seven or eight months ago and 90, 92 downloads. Thank you. Uh, maybe, maybe people are like, what the hell's, maybe they, maybe people tuned in to be like, what the hell happened? And we never gave them any explanation. <laughs> They're like, they got whacked. They knew too much. <laughs> they just disappeared. They just stopped. Just, <laughs> oh man. Um, I completely don't know anything. I don't know. I think the Epstein thing is fascinating. It I is just, fascinating. I, I don't understand well, how they my mind away with this that. guy had an island. Dude, it's obvious there island. was an island. Why? This is the, the other question. What I about have. that other chick that was with him? The one in the, uh, bikini She's in, in the trench coat. She's in Israel. Or maybe in what, Brazil. What's her name? Maybe she was in Brazil. I don't know. Jewish broad. She's in Brazil or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the one that's like made it out clean. She's like, suckers. She's the mastermind. She was running the show. She was running the show. Uh, but she was uh, like the, uh, Chris Jenner of the Kardashians. I also read, show. I also read that in his previous, in whatever his previous indictments were and his plea bargain, part of his, part of his deal was that they can never go after him, any of his associates. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't even think they can get her. That's a mistake, bro. 
dude, this guy was brought in. They were going to charge him and all that. I don't know the details, but they just dropped it. Like a, nothing ever came of it. They just they just dropped it for no reason. Um, you know what I mean? Dude, it's just so clear that anyway, I could talk about this for hours. We'll never get anywhere. My my question to you is this. Why are why are powerful people so twisted? Like think about it. Who is his clientele? Absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? I mean, what are they doing? Screwing like twelve and thirteen year old girls? Like where do you like how does that happen? So what you're saying is Alex Jones was right. About what? I don't know. What did he say? You don't remember that? That whole thing of like uh Pizzagate and he's like the politicians are raping children. Ah or some shit like that. Uh if 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 he said that this particular thing happened, yeah, dude, this particular thing so totally happened. Like it's clear. It's clear that they were they were flying girls to this island and having sex parties. Like it's it's just obvious. And I just don't get it. Like where does that happen to you? Now, you and this born? is by no means a uh, defense for them, and I'm sure ears perked up. But this is something that has existed all throughout history and antiquity with uh, persons of affluence and power. Tell me. Like, in Rome were they doing this? Like, in Rome, mm-hmm. in ancient Greece, yep, for sure, for was sure. It, was it boys and girls, or was it yep, just... both, for sure. Was it sodomizing? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. There have been different societies, organizations. Sodomy, I guess, is uh, I'm, I'm telling you, high-ranking officials all throughout history that this has happened to. It's actually pretty interesting. Uh, maybe I'll delve into some historical points from from different uh, civilizations where this has been reported, and we can kind of okay. In go ancient into it. Rome, so I'm just curious. In ancient Rome, was it the, the powerful people, or was oh it yeah, just absolutely. Like, was it like just the everyday job? Yeah. Well, it was, uh, I mean, I don't know if the everyday guy, anyone documented it back then, but it, the powerful people, absolutely. Ancient Rome, ancient Greece, uh, I mean, everywhere. Yeah, ancient Egypt, there's some document, uh, documentations about it. There's like documentation about it. Absolutely. So just, if you're, if you're, power, if you're hungry enough to be powerful, then uh, you can't your rocks off the, a little girl. The Crusades I mean, and kings. I don't get it. What does it have people? to absolutely. do with? Is it just cause Genghis like, Khan? You think he Genghis Khan was going around riding around planting his seed in like thirty year old women? Probably not. You know, it doesn't take a genius to figure that out. Now Genghis was, was rape and pillaging. Mm-hmm. Right. That was and Vikings. Right. No different. Everyone has this has kind of existed all throughout history. But uh, I'm not really in a position to speak about the details because I need to do some research. To be honest, I don't want to talk totally out of my ass. So it, it's just that if you're Hungry and powerful. This is what. This is how you get your rocks off. That's just what it is. I mean, you. What? What gets your kicks anymore? I guess I don't know. I think it's. I think it's the consequences. I think they get off on knowing that nothing's going to happen to them. Right? Like they're not. They can do whatever they want, no matter how crazy. And there's nothing you can do about it. That's what I think it is. I think that's the ego trip. Right. Sure. Yeah. You know, well, there, like, yeah, there definitely is. An island and I'm going to dump 72 14 year olds. Like, I'm just going to do that. Yeah. It's just yes. so messed up, too. That's just, bizarre. That's very it's bizarre. So, it's so messed up, man. It's so messed up. So, last thing on the war. I was telling you the right and the left. So, mm-hmm. the, the narrative on the left is that this is reckless, that this is going to start a war we don't need, and that Trump is basically acting completely out of line because it's basically un- unprovoked. Well, of uh, course, that's the narrative they have to say because that's the that's what what uh, their opposition is. It's Trump doing this. Okay. Instead so, of when a country goes to war, it should be a unifying force. Be like, yo, we got to squat up. What's going on? Forget about the planet for like two seconds and let's think about our existence for two seconds. Then we can go to the planet and gun control and all the other things that we stand for yeah. and illegal immigration stuff like that. But exactly. we're not seeing that. Exactly. So on the right. The narrative is, this is what you're supposed to do. It's a show of strength. They screwed with us first. We gave them a warning. They screwed with us again. We made a, we made a statement. Was it a, a big statement? Perhaps, but a statement was made. That's, that's their narrative, right? Right. And then the left's like, fuck you, Trump. See, you're an idiot. You're gonna get us in a war. So, but I, I mean, like it or not, 
You know, someone shit on the living room. Somebody's got to clean it up. Like you better be like rally a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I got I got to tell you, man, that really messed with me because I was holding my baby as I was like consuming all this. And I, I really never watch cable news anymore. But last night I did. I'm holding her and I'm thinking to myself, like, this is a crazy, crazy world I brought you into. Like, yeah, we, we can't even agree on a war anymore. Like, like the one thing that you would say we would squat up for, like, we can't even have one narrative for the fact that we may want to attack another country who wants to murder us. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that really messed with me. And so anyway, I, I got to tell you though, I, I read a lot and I listened to a lot. I got to say, I'm going to lean on the right on this one. I, I, I kind of think that they have a lot more, a lot more logical points. I really do. Mm. They, they did mess with us. We made a statement. What, um, and we killed a terrorist. Like, how is that a bad thing? My question is why uh, the the whole like uh, understanding of it is that guy had no business in Iraq to begin with, right? But yet again, did the U.S. have any business in Iraq to begin with? Who knows? He he showed up to Iraq to set up, you know, right? What was what was his intention of being there? What was his goal? He he's the arm. He's he's the terrorist mastermind. Iran is funding Iraq's terrorist of course ambition, terroristic ambitions, right? So he's he's there making sure it happens. That's I feel like doing. the term terrorist is overused. What would you call it? It's the enemy. So when you go to war, you, you don't go after terrorists. That's right. Like, call it as it is. That's the opposition. Allies, access, whatever. Like, you didn't call Germany terrorists in World but, War Two. You know, I don't know. The, these people, their stated goal is to wipe Israel and America off the map. Little Satan and Big Satan. Sure. That's, that's that's the enemy. That's you know? what they want. That's vice they versa. Want. They use that term with us. We're the enemy, right? Why don't we call it as it is? Why why do we have to sugarcoat it as terrorists? The kid that goes and shoots up a school is a terrorist. This guy has a has a geopolitical goal in mind to remove you from the map through war. That's your goal as well. That's the enemy, no? But here's the thing, though. I don't feel like America really wants what iran is after we're after two different things right like we just want to stay on top but they want to obliterate us and when i say us i also mean israel because obviously israel is very close to my heart but that's what they want man like they want to wipe israel off the map like like imagine if they said that about greece i mean you you feel pretty <laughs> you know i mean you feel pretty you say it about america bro <laughs> but dude they can't do that to america they can easily do that to israel they really could like they can they can stomp on Israel if they wanted to, but we don't let them. Right. That that's what it is, man. And so I, I don't know. Look, I, at the end of the day, what what concerns me is that it it's scary to me that maybe Trump doesn't isn't thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's chess. And I just I don't know if Trump is the best at at looking at the next move. Hmm. That's what scares me. It, it, it's well, not no that, matter what, we're not a country made for the long haul, as you said, because we change. There's a regime change every four years. How can you expect long, sustainable, whatever, with a regime regime change? Yeah, I don't know. I, I really, really don't know. But I will tell you this: I see no way Trump is not reelected, and I'm saying it January eighth, twenty twenty. I've said. Yeah. I see. Yeah, I, I agree with that, man. I don't see anything coming from the left that's that's they strong got, enough. They got He's nothing, made man. a cult of personality, man. They got nothing. They they have nothing that can compete with him. It's it's not even close. I'm sorry. I mean, come on, Joe Biden. No, it's just not gonna Joe happen. Biden. Come on. Uh, th- th- come on. Yeah, it, I agree. it's just not going to happen. I didn't okay? know there were so many avid Joe Bideners all of a sudden. People are crawling out the woodwork. I'm like, oh, Joe Biden. I'm like. What did this guy do in the four years he was vice president? What what does any vice president do? It's true. (laughs) That must suck to be vice president. You're like, I could have fucking been the top dog. I'm just number two. What the fuck? (laughs) Would that really bother you, though? I feel like I'd prefer the If you're a politician, I would imagine, because your whole career is competing. I guess you're right. But if you told me, dude, pick a job, I'm totally taking the VP job. 
it's a way better job. You get, yeah, what do you, you get, do? You get a lot of perks. This is, this is a great, great civics lesson for John. I, I mean, honestly, I mean, I have an idea, but. I really don't. I really don't know what they do. I really don't know. You're just a hype man. No, I, I really don't know. Like, I, I'm that ignorant. Yes, yeah, my boy. Mike drop. Get up here. Is he on a committee of some sort? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah, it's a better gig, dude. You get a lot less heat and a lot more perks. The perks to heat ratio is way better as the VP. The P to H ratio, as we call it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what else you got, man? Wait, it's already been an hour. Holy shit. That's it. I'm, uh, I'm tapping out. I gotta go work tomorrow. Yeah, man. Uh, dude, are we, are we back on? Are we doing this? Let's try it. Are Let's we telling the people we're back next week? You know what? We're back next week. Oh, dude. I told you, you're pulling on my heartstrings. Yep, I can't wait. Yeah. All right, man, this was awesome. Quit playing games with my heart. <laughs> Dude, if I don't talk to you before World War III, God, God be with you. Yeah, it was good good catching up with you as well. Uh, <laughs> see you on the other side. Post this. I'll post this before World War III. Uh, what was I going to say? I don't know what I was going to say. Do you know oh, what I was going to say? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, if you're still listening, let me just say this. If you're still listening, first of all, wow. Second of all, thank you. Third, third of all, I'm running a half marathon February 6th, I'm trying to raise money for uh, parents of uh, children who are, are special needs. It's a very, very, very uh, close to my heart. Every dollar helps. I'm going to post a link in the description. Let's go. Every Fun dollar helps. Shit. Thank I you so much. that as well. Yeah. Just thanks in advance. Um, I don't know how I'm going to raise the money. I'm kind of freaking out about it. But anyway, yeah, the, if, you ha- if you have it in your heart, I would Sponsor this man. Fund a good cause. Yeah, man. Happy Dude. New Year. Happy New Year, man. uh, So great. 2020. 2020 is going to be awesome. We'll catch you next week. See ya. All right.